Sleepy week after Christmas, and while we're contemplating New Year's resolutions, we've got some time to reflect. 2021 had IPOs, tangled supply chains, William Shatner finally in orbit, vaccine mandates, the great resignation, political attacks on big tech, $20 an hour for entry-level jobs, multinational companies in a bind over China issues, demand for maple syrup so high that Canada had to tap its strategic maple syrup reserves. No, really, that happened in November. And ransomware attacks, inflation not seen in 30 years, and of course, a rapidly evolving virus. It has been a heck of a year, and this is as good a time as any to take stock of it for the world of digital commerce. In this edition of Commerce Code, a critical review of how we did on our 2021 predictions. Carell here, and this is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us. 2021 had a lot going on and took some unexpected turns. Here are just a few memorable stories. Decentralized finance, or DeFi, was a new word for some people this year. Its advocates claim that the application of blockchain to peer-to-peer lending and other consumer-to-consumer uses would have an even bigger impact than the use of blockchain for cryptocurrencies. It was a busy year for crypto. Speaking of that, among many other stories, Elon Musk announced that Tesla would, and then that it wouldn't, and then that it might accept Bitcoin. Later in the year, Tesla announced that it would accept Dogecoin, but for the purchase of accessories. The Tesla story certainly wasn't the main crypto story of the year, but it captures some of the spirit of cryptocurrency in 2021. Like any currency, it's a social phenomenon, and as a young phenomenon, there's a lot of volatility. Again, in the world of blockchain, non-fungible token, or NFT, was another term heard for the first time by many in 2021, as this year gave NFTs a moment in the sun. Commerce Code talked about NFTs with executives at Moonwalk in episode 79. We'll be interested to watch as NFTs established their place in the world of digital commerce. Less happily, ransomware attacks rolled along with big hits on CNA Financial, Colonial Pipeline, JBS, the world's largest meatpacker, Kaseya, a managed service provider with a broad base of business customers, and Brentog, a multinational chemical distributor. Hacker organizations like DarkSide successfully extorted tens of millions of dollars from companies in return for decryption keys, though in a small victory for the good guys, the FBI's cyber unit stole back over half the Bitcoin ransom that Colonial Pipeline had paid to DarkSide. Late in the year, The Log4 Shell zero-day vulnerability was said by some cyber professionals to be the most significant cyber risk they had ever seen. These are just a few of the big stories that affected digital commerce in 2021. There's a lot more to cover. Today on the show, Rebecca Donahue and I will assess DCA's predictions for 2021. Those were laid out in episode 47 when Silvio Tavares explained his five big predictions for the year. Well, let's get into it. Rebecca, well, here we are in late December, and I guess it's time to take stock of the year. Yeah, Dan, it's fun to be back on the show, and I'm looking forward to this. It feels like January was so long ago. I think we are all in a pandemic time warp. Uh, I had the same feeling. Uh, Do you know, Oprah's interview with Harry and Meghan happened this year. I would have said that that was like when I was significantly younger. Maybe you were. Uh, Yeah, actually, I think we all were. It's It's been a long year for everyone. I think that was sort of like 
March or April or something. But in any event, uh, let's get into it. 2021 predictions review. Yes. So in episode 47, Silvio Tavares, who at the time was our chief executive officer of the Digital Commerce Alliance, he gave us five predictions for 2021. For those who aren't following this closely, Silvio is now the CEO of Vantage Score, which is doing some amazing things in credit scoring and data analytics. But I think what matters for us, Rebecca, is we are basically free to mercilessly critique Silvio's five predictions for 2021, right? Um, I'm not okay. sure about that one. I'm going to stick with Merciless. You can be the good cop if you want. So remind us of Silvio's five predictions way back at the beginning of the year. Sure. So here's the list of what Silvio had to say back at the start of this year. First, he said that commerce with a conscience would be a growing trend in 2021. Basically, consumers would do what investors have done with ESG. So that's number one. Number two, Sylvia thought fintech was in for far more regulation, particularly on consumer data. And then his third 2021 prediction was the U.S.-China trade war. I seem to recall Silvio being particularly confident on number three, that one. Yeah, he said that people who thought the Biden administration would back off on China were dead wrong. So that's number three. And he said the China-U.S. fintech battle would escalate. And then number four, Silvio said a consumer credit bubble would appear and then pop. And his last prediction for 2021 was that hacking and cybercrime would increase. Okay, well, that's a lot. Fall semester grades are due soon, though, in universities the world over. So let's fill out Silvio's report card. I can't wait. Number one, commerce with a conscience. I am going to give Silvio a pretty good grade here, but he was cheating. So I don't know if we can give him a detention for that or what. Silvio's prediction, of course, was based on conversations with digital commerce executives. So he kind of knew from the inside that cause-based commerce was going to be a big focus for many companies. And it was. We had several Commerce Code podcasts actually reflecting that. So a couple different discussions of consumers using loyalty points to support favored causes, a couple on credit scores and financial inclusion, some on environmental impact of products, that sort of thing. So that's one thing. But consumers, for their part, have always talked about these issues. The real question, I think, for businesses is whether and then how much consumers are willing to pay for products that reflect their values. And I'm going to say I had a hard time verifying this one, Rebecca. Yeah, Silvio and I sort of debated this one, how you know motivated people really were by these factors. So, you know, his view at the time was that everything is so commoditized now, especially in digital commerce, that a deciding factor would increasingly be social or environmental considerations. I don't think he's wrong. We're just waiting to see definitive proof that he's right. So in search of that proof, I spent a little too much time nerding out on Google Trends. And if you are a nerd, and Rebecca, I know that you're not, but for everyone else, I heartily recommend going down that Google Trends rabbit hole. So basically, it's just a free Google page that'll tell you what people are searching on by year, by country, by state. It's a little unscientific, but it's a way of getting a direct view into what people really care about and what they want to know more about. So if you take any word or phrase related to social or environmental consciousness, the search frequency is pretty steady across the last five or 10 years. People are as interested as always, but maybe they'll spend more money on it now than before. And that's the piece that we don't really know. On that side of the equation, people searched a little less on words like affordable or inexpensive or cheap in 2021 than they did in 2020. But if I wanted to take a bit of a leap, I guess I could say that that means consumers might have a little less price elasticity than before. So maybe they'll pay more for the environmentally friendly soap. So maybe we give him a B on this one. I think with great inflation, Silvio should probably get a B plus. Sounds good. The number two prediction was fintech regulation will boom. Yeah. 
Fintech regulation booming in 2021. Um, Silvio gets an A on that one. Lots of action from Europe, the US, China, as Silvio predicted. There was even action from US states. So at least 38 states introduced more than 160 consumer privacy related bills in 2021. And that compares to 30 states in 2020 and then 25 in 2019. So this is sort of a building trend. 13 different states in the U.S. enacted 17 data privacy bills. So that's a thing that for sure was pressing forward. Globally, new consumer data rules came into force in Europe, China, and Brazil, just to name some of the big ones. And then beyond data privacy, which obviously is a big thing, but not the only thing, there was China's sort of general crackdown on tech, which did start in November of 2020, but definitely continued and built across 2021. So big hits to Alibaba, Tencent, Ant Financial, and others. So this was indeed a very big year for fintech regulation. So that was number two, fintech regulation. What, what was number three again? Number three was the U.S.-China tech trade war. So that's pretty consistent with where I just left off. I recall, as we said, Silvio being particularly emphatic on this one. So he gets an A on this too. Basically, the context in this podcast with the predictions dropped back in February 5th, I think, even at that time, some people really thought the Biden administration was going to soften its tone with China and sort of back off some of the trade policies that President Trump had put into place. Silvio said at the time this was dead wrong, and he said that back in early February. As I think we all know, the Biden administration has continued to be pretty aggressive on China. Late in the Trump administration, we had things like the proposed executive order on TikTok. That kind of thing hasn't been repeated by this administration, but more basic and perhaps more sort of important or fundamental policies like U.S. measures to restrict Huawei's growth. Those have continued. And then particularly in fintech, it seems like China has a head start here on the U.S.-China fintech trade war. But that race or that war, it's it's definitely on. Okay, let's talk about number four. Silvio said that a credit bubble will appear and then it will pop. I've been looking forward to this one. I I think we have to give out a C here, Rebecca. You think that's necessary? Oh, I'm I'm quite sure. I mean, it, it's good for character, you know, but we have to be tough but fair. I hope he isn't listening. I'm pretty sure that he is. So Silvio said the stimulus is going to run out. Credit card companies are going to work to get more cards out there and build more credit. Outstanding. And people would buy in and then start to default by the end of the year. As the stimulus expired, I'm not going to try to unpack exactly why this didn't happen. But basically, the S&P Experian consumer credit default indices have fallen for seven out of the last eight months. We're still at pretty historic lows. Now, the reason I'm giving Silvio a C here rather than some even more terrifying grade, and let me be clear, if you sense even a tinge of joy in my voice, it's because I'm absolutely certain that I'm the first person ever to give Silvio a C on anything. Uh, we might have been the first people ever to give him a B plus back there a few minutes ago. But anyway, Silvio might have been on the right track overall. When we look at Fed data on credit flows and, and things like that, we could be building up that debt bubble. Maybe it's going to happen later than he said. Maybe it pops in 2022. But for now, didn't happen in 2021. So the last one, Silvio said that the commercial cyber war would escalate with ransomware attacks. Okay. There's another kind of an easy one. Uh, this is the return of our A student. And I will commend Nostradamus here for seeing some stuff in a sense entirely before it happened. I mentioned some of this stuff in, in the intro to this podcast. So CNA Financial, Colonial Pipeline, many others that were reported, probably some that we don't know about 
hacker organizations made a lot of money in 2021. One piece that Silvio mentioned that I think is a little harder to verify is he talked a little bit about whether these things would be state sponsored or coming either under the cover of or directly from countries as opposed to simply private organizations. That's always a little bit hard to tell without getting into it. We're not sure about that. But overall, he was right on with this one. And as I mentioned, the hacker organizations were making big bank in 2021. They sure did. And I guess that wraps up our 2021 in review. And I think our friend Silvio did a really nice job overall. Absolutely. And, you know, you always want to leave some room for improvement. So uh, if Silvio is listening, you know, come back and maybe give us your predictions for 2022. We'll see about that. Rebecca, have a great new year and we will see you in 2022. Thanks, Dan. You too. We at DCA just want to take the opportunity to thank the many organizations and leaders we work with throughout the year. Your work to transform the world of digital commerce in service to the ultimate benefit of every consumer is our inspiration, and we're grateful for the opportunity to do this work. Have a great new year. We look forward to seeing you in 2022. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. Tomorrow, it will be 2022. The blackboard will be clean. The scoreboard will read zero to zero and we can all make fresh plans. I wish us all the best for a truly new, new year. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, this is Dan Carell, signing off. Digital Commerce Alliance.